Welcome in to TNT Podcast here with Tanner and Tansky. I'm Tanner Mounts. Alongside me, Sean Tansky. How are we feeling today on this Friday? Feeling pretty good. A little bit sore after our first recreational basketball league game. But, uh, you know, it's a Friday. It's cold. But the most important part is it's a Friday. It is Friday. We got a nice weekend upcoming. I'm very excited for it. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. It's a Friday. We're feeling it. (laughs) You know what Friday means on this podcast? It means it's time for our Funky Friday question. <laughs> or not. Um, great job there. Yeah. No, nope. sound <laughs> did not play. Let's try that again. Funky Friday question coming at two. up at you. Take number two. Technical difficulties here. Here we go. Yeah. There we go. Funky Friday question coming at you. Only episode two. Only episode two. We're throwing in new bits. Threw this one together last second for you. Uh, for the re- record, I don't. I have no idea what this question is going to be. No, he does not. So, so I have not done any research on this. I'm going in blind. So uh, excited, but also definitely a bit uh, worried about what uh, this question is going to be. Yeah, um, he has no idea. But our Funky Friday question of the day is basically just to get us going, um, an untypical sports question to get us thinking and start a conversation. Today's question of the day is, of any athlete that has played ever, if you could let them okay, restart their I did, career, I did see this. Okay. which athlete would you do? If they had a second chance to redo things over, who would you pick and why? See, that's a great question because there's so many answers and so many avenues you could go go around. Um, I don't. I think the cop out answer, but I also think like the most intriguing one would be Bo Jackson, just because of just how electric he was and just like he was like. I'm, of course, we're too young, and that was an era before us. But like from all accounts, like he was like trans. He was almost bigger than the sport itself. Are you so you just you're so taking you're taking the question as they get to do what they did again, like today. I I'm I'm I, no no I'm taking it like if they, they get could a, go back and change something. Yeah. Like so what I would it. see like for Bo Jackson would be not getting hurt and not having okay. those injuries because I do think, like I mean, when you look at like his actual statistics into what everyone was saying well of course he didn't live up to that but he was just such an athlete i think would be better but i think <clears throat> i guess an answer that means more to me would be uh <laughs> i'd give um i'd like randall cunningham to have a start Ooh. just because he because uh, that's my uh, that's like my dad's favorite uh eagles player of all time and uh i mean he was truly before his era Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I would go Randall Cunningham there as like you know the the Homer answer, but I think I do think I would love to see what Bo Jackson could do with that. And of course, you could go Derrick Rose. I mean, that's MVP, that was where I was about reminding youngest MVP ever. Yeah, unfortunate I, injury. I was not big on I was not big on Derrick Rose just because he would torch the Heat back in the day in the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> with that, there was like a slight two three years where that Bulls yeah. Heat rivalry in the playoffs was pretty legit. Oh, that that was feisty. Yeah. 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 Um, 
the Bulls were the team that ended the Heat's like 27 game win streak or something like that. Yeah. They got up there. I remember watching that game. Not a fun game. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go Derrick Rose just because he was insane and uh, to do yeah. it at such a young level. Like, yeah, exactly. The track that he was on, um, and then he's just never been the same since. Like, nah. not even. Like he's been a good role player, but he's like it's it's, like it's it's just hard to like capture like he it, as as much as it sucks to say he peaked incredibly early in his career. Yeah, it, it's so a shame. It's, it is a shame. It, but it, it'd be one thing. I think I'd go somewhere else um, if he came back and was you know somewhat himself. But the fact that we only got to see him be him for a year, yeah. two years, um, was a big shame. And yeah, so that was our Funky Friday question of the day. And now we're going to move on to our daily segment of the heat check. And I'm going to let Sean open his up because his today is kind of boring. Yeah, mine is kind of lame. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to pick the (laughs) Sixers getting their revenge on the Orlando Magic after they beat them. Uh, But for me, it's going to be yesterday. The official Phillies account tweeted uh, that they're shipping all their equipment all the way down to Clearwater. For spring training, there's 2,400 baseballs, 1,200 bats, 300 batting gloves, 140 and so much other stuff. Just getting shipped down, and it's 12 days till spring training. I'm very excited for baseball. I still have to wait 12 days till pitchers and catchers report, but it's right around the corner, and I can't wait for this season. So that's my heat check. It is lame, I know, but uh, hopefully uh, I'll have something better for you on Monday and hopefully something better uh, for my sports teams or something excited for my sport teams happen uh, next time we record. Yeah. Um, mine's better than that. Mine uh, is my Miami <laughs> I'm not going to debate you on this. You yeah, are no, 100% no, correct. Yeah. Mine, mine. don't worry. I will give the listeners what they want to hear, and that's good content. <laughs> um, mine is the Miami Dolphins hiring Vic Vangio as their defensive coordinator. Um, as a Miami Dolphins fan, I couldn't be happier uh, with anyone else yeah. uh, that was available. Vic Vangio, <laughs> great defensive mind. Um, he was the defense coordinator for the Colts from 99 to 2001. Um, then again for the Chicago Bears, the defense coordinator, 2015-18, which if you remember, that was the year yeah, that the Bears defenses were, they really were in good. the playoffs. Yep. That de- Those defenses were legit. Led by um, Khalil Mack and yeah. uh, Eddie Jackson was in his prime there. Yeah, yeah it, no, great defenses. Yes, he was able to do a lot. Um, and, I mean, say what you want. The Dolphins defense was really bad this year. Um, I was talking to Sean with some of the numbers. Uh, passing yards per game, they were second to last in the NFL um, in total yards per game, they were fourth to last. In the most important one, um, the points allowed per game, they were second to last. So big issue for the Dolphins, especially with that electric offense that kind of kept them in it, but they were getting into some shootouts. Um, they have some young talent that I think yes, they Bangio, uh, you know, he was able to put that talent together in Chicago, make it work, um, took them to the playoffs. It was a legitimate team. You know, probably should have beaten the Eagles that year, the double doink. Yeah, um, yep. Like, it probably should have won a playoff game. So, a great hire. He then went and was the head coach of the, the Broncos, of the Broncos yep. for two years. Not great overall as a record-wise, but, but those I, defenses yeah, were those still defenses very legit, were top. Which you, is, you, you def, like, if, when you look at those Broncos teams, you don't – I don't think you look at it and blame Vic Fangio at all for those yeah, shortcomings. No, look can. who they had at quarterback. He almost dragged them to the playoffs with Drew Locke as uh, their quarterback there. Uh, yeah, no, he's been, I mean, highly sought after, I think – he got a like really high deal for a coordinator. 
I know uh, there's that rumor that Sean Payton really wanted him. And I know there's a rumor that the Eagles, if they lost Jonathan Gannon, would really want him. So, yeah, this is highly coveted. And it's crazy, too, because there's a ton of offensive and defensive coordinator openings in the league. So the fact that he went to Miami, they got the best one. Uh, yeah, no, this is gonna, it, it, if I'm a Dolphins fan, uh, if I was a Dolphins fan like you, I would be just as excited. This is a really good move uh, because, yeah, like you said, Dolphins have the offense clearly, uh, and they have pieces on defense. It's just now that they have a uh, they have the coach to get that ready. The, they, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do now because I mean we know again we know uh, what the offense is. Now it's excited to see what the defense looks like under Vic Fangio. Yeah, uh, I actually didn't know this. I just looked this up. I was trying to find his contract details, and he's actually currently a defensive consultant for the Eagles. Yeah, he was with us. He was with us uh, this um, season. Yeah. And the Eagles had the best defense in the NFL again. Mm-hmm. So I mean, big yeah, one he, there. he brought it in. Yeah. But his contract is for three years, worth a little more than four and a half million per year, which is a decent amount for a defense coordinator. Yeah, no, good um, for him. He's sixty-four, so that's where probably the only three-year deal comes in. Maybe yeah, he's I wonder for if one uh, more head coaching job after this. Something yeah, like definitely. That. This I definitely see like if they have that monumental leap, a team that'll take him. We'll give him another shot again because I think he wasn't given enough time in Denver until, again, Denver's shortcomings, uh, not all on him, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm excited as a Dolphins You should be. Home run higher, I believe. Um, Had to make it happen. Losing Brian Flores as a head coach. I wouldn't even say losing. Choosing to go away from Brian Flores as a head coach. And, hey, hey, he'll. Um, I'm adamant in saying he'll get a defensive coordinator job. I know he's interviewed with a couple of them. Uh, How the lawsuit affects his chances of getting hot, I don't know. Um, But, I mean, he's clearly deserving not only of a defensive uh, coordinator position, but definitely had coaching job yeah i was fully against the hire when it happened i i don't know why they did uh, it yeah i fair because it's uh however it's a belichick disciple yeah. you know the belichick coaching tree isn't all that uh but no he really uh showed he could coach his ass off so. however i will say going out and getting a mike mcdaniels to help develop a tua absolutely changed his team yeah. because i mean tua was he got benched for ryan yeah. uh yeah. fitzpatrick the season before yeah. so Huge steps for Tua, and you got to think Mike McDaniels is a big part of that. Now, and good for Mike McDaniels, too. Now he gets like a veteran yep. on the sidelines to help him with something. Because, again, Mike McDaniels is a young coach. A young offensive so coach to have, now. So to have that veteran presence, he doesn't have to worry about the defense as much. That's, that's a really good thing. Uh, and, yeah, no, this is, uh, again, really exciting. And uh, can't wait to see what the Dolphins, like how they look. Uh, this yeah uh, we'll have to we'll year. have to keep monitoring Tua in his head and, and plus what he does it, with that yeah, and but Fangio gets to be reunited with uh Bradley Chubb too yep yep they uh played to played for him on the Broncos um for a couple years but um we're going to move on to the NFL as we've been talking about now however we're going to make our season award picks as I believe the awards are this weekend or next weekend? I believe it's the. I believe it's always the Saturday before the Super Bowl. So next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna make our. At least that's early. how. I, that's how I remember it. Now that we are heading into Super Bowl weekend, the Pro Bowl festivities have come to an end, which I did not watch, by the way. Um. Well, I don't. They know. They had them did. this week. They were last night during our game. Okay. Um, well, that that's kind of a shame because I wanted to check them out. I wanted to see yeah. what was completely well, different. Wh- when you, but uh, I didn't watch them, so I didn't put them on here. Um, but we'll okay, that makes sense because I saw the like I didn't 
watch it, but I saw like the tweet of Derek Carr and took, yeah, took yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, that's weird. I, if I'm the NFL, I would have. <laughs> I just I feel like I, they didn't market it like. And when I don't know why it's going to happen. Why a Thursday night? Yeah, Maybe I, I do know that they've. I did they I think they did air, but they might re air it because I know in years past, like those games and things. So they, they wouldn't would be able to do it tomorrow game. because tomorrow's the NHL All Star game. I think I don't my, think I there's anything think Monday maybe Saturday or Sunday. The only thing on Monday would be NBA games. We'll be able to, to find them. Games. We'll watch them for you. We'll yeah, talk no, about that, them that, next that, week. That definitely is a bit weird that they didn't. Again, because they were hyping it up so much, it's like, oh, it's not gonna be a bland game anymore. It's gonna be Bringing back skills competitions. No, and some games. of the things looked really yeah, fun. Yeah, uh, they Peyton have a, Manning and Eli Manning were, were coaching, coaching the flag football. Yeah. Um, yeah, they so. kept their dodgeball. They did a dodgeball was always fun. I did always like watching that on Twitter. They did a driving contest um, with a golf, uh, like a golf drive. Okay, that's cool. Um, on who can hit it the farthest. Um, they did a couple other things. I mean, the quarterback, see, always, the quarterback throws challenge is still the same. I think see, they that updated. Looks, they updated the best catch challenge kind of to make it more like the dunk contest. Okay. Um, I mean, they did a lot. Um, I'm, exce- yeah, watching I'm excited. Those, to see watching those. Watching uh, those. If you don't already, you should definitely follow. Like the, I think it's like the NFL throwbacks. The NFL official. It's an NFL official verified account, but it just shows like old, you know, the whole channel and whatnot's about uh, old games and highlights from those games. But like, what I was like watching is they will do like a throwback skills competition with the quarterback throwing it from like early 2000s, and like the farthest they would go is like. <laughs> 60 and up and i think the farthest one was like 75 by brett Favre, and it's i'm think sitting there thinking like <laughs> that's getting demolished <laughs> like patrick mahomes uh josh allen any other <laughs> quarterback today that would be like a bad try bad attempt for any of them so it's just funny to see but like those are always fun and i think again i we i know we talked about this off here but like nfl pro bowls like it's just stale and yeah. no one i really care i've only ever been excited to watch it a few times and uh like they tried to switch it up like they did a legendary team captains uh it's just i think jerry rice had a team a year and whatnot so they tried to switch it up but i understand it was just never like it was cool that they always got to go to hawaii yeah that's what they don't do that anymore yeah yeah um i understand where they come from and not wanting to hit each other. Like, I don't blame them yeah, for no, that, 100%. which is why they need to get away from yeah. the game because no one wanted to watch the two-hand touch. Um, so um, the so football flag football works. Yes, the flag, flag football, football is the right way to go. Yeah. Um, plus the offensive linemen. I mean, I've heard a couple – I've heard both sides of it from offensive linemen saying, you know, now we don't really get to, yeah. you know, do like play a game. But then there's others that like we didn't really want to play the game yeah. to begin with. So, so it's like really like how you feel. But yeah, I think my favorite Pro Bowl moment is uh, I believe it was Mark Sanchez on the sideline <laughs> was eating a hot dog. And he was like yeah. trying to hide it from the camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that I, I believe it was Mark Sanchez. But uh, that's <laughs> one of the top moments, I think, from the Pro Bowl festivities. All right, we're going to move on to our season award picks here for the NFL. Uh, we're going to start uh, – we'll go from the bottom of our list, which is basically, I think, the least important awards to um, the most important awards. Yeah. So, you know, we'll kind of build up to it. And we're going to start with Comeback Player of the Year. Um, as WVU students, it only is fitting Gino. that it is yeah. Geno Smith. Absolutely great season. Yeah, good for, for Geno. It's awesome. Uh, career year for him, uh, you know – as we all know, the Seahawks were – they were pretty much mocked the entire offseason last year of why they would – why would you trade your franchise quarterback and why would you not start over? Like if they were going to trade their 
franchise quarterback Russell Wilson why would you not clean house with John Schneider and Pete Carroll and I was you know on that bus I was on, I didn't quite understand what their thought process was uh I mean as WVU students uh I'm always going to love Gino. I love going back and watching the 2012 season highlights uh, with him, Tavon, Stedman Bailey. Uh, and then he just came out like that first game at the <laughs> Russell Wilson returns to Seattle and Gino outplays him. And yeah, in the yeah, entire I mean, year, Gino has been outplaying him the entire year. Uh, even the know, couple games that, that he came in last year yeah. for when Russell Wilson went out with that. Yeah. In, uh I think it was a pinky injury or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he had some with his hand. He played really well. But, I mean, statistically, you look at it, his rookie year is probably his best year. Um, I mean, you can make a case his second year was a little bit better. Um, but if you put them together, those are the only two years mm -hmm. that he's really been a consistent mm -hmm. starter. He put up 3,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 21 picks in his rookie season. Um, defenses were really able to get in his head. The year before, after that, he had a little bit of a better QBR with less yards um, with 2,500 13 touchdowns 13 picks mm -hmm. um gets mm -hmm. benched in 2015 does not get a starting job again so this year where his numbers jump all the way up to just under 4300 yards 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions yeah. with a qbr of 100.9 um which his best before that in a full season was his second year at 77 and a half yeah. so, so it's an awesome story and i'm really excited to see what kind of deal he gets on the open market. I don't think he leaves Seattle. One, he's yeah. happy there. And two, he's just had a career year yeah. there. Uh, I do think Seattle's going to pay him, but I'm just interested to see what it's going to be. It's uh, He's obviously not going to reset the quarterback market or break the market in any way. But I'm thinking like maybe a three-year deal getting close to the hundreds, 100 million. I don't know, but it's just interesting to see. And uh, he's earned it with his level of play this year. And, you know, Seattle's really building something. They've with his uh, emergence as a quarterback of his – he looks like, you know, an upper top 15 quarterback in the league. That's huge for them. They have the weapons. They have D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They have the emergence of Kenneth Walker in that backfield. And they have a nice young defense plus a top pick and their own first-round pick. They really can accelerate – their rebuild and to be something special so it is exciting to see and uh, again I hope uh whatever contract he gets I hope uh, he gets paid because again it's it's an awesome story and I am happy for him yeah and the reason that he would be comeback player is he spent six seasons on the bench bouncing around between the Jets Giants Chargers then finally in 2020 land on the Seahawks sent bench behind Russell Wilson two years re-emerges comeback player um of the year for sure um, I'm not even sure who the other two candidates are. I don't really Christian McCaffrey it. was one. That's not a bad pick. I don't know who the other one was. But I know Christian McCaffrey is up there. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he had a great, phenomenal mm -hmm. season um, mm -hmm. after being hurt. The past couple of years really hasn't – this is the first year that he's really been able to Yeah, he's been healthy this to entire stay healthy. year. Was, um, that's because he he's another transcendent transcendent talent when healthy. I oh, think, Saquon was the other one, yes, I believe. And that, yeah, Saquon he had an amazing – I think Saquon – you can make the second. Argument. You can make the for argument. the reason of, you know, CMC. You know, we kind of knew what he was getting. He still had great years. Saquon, um, you just didn't know. Saquon, you didn't know he had a great bad offensive season. bad offensive lines, uh, and injuries to compel on that. You just didn't know. He just didn't have that burst anymore. And I still think uh, that burst he showed his rookie year. If it's ever going to come back, we'll have to wait till next year so he could be even further removed from that injury. Yep. 
Um, that's another thing too. I wonder what he's going to get on the open market. I, I, he's staying in. He's staying in New York. I agree, but I'm just interested to see how much annually he's going to make. I think they were saying 12, and I think uh, his agents are arguing 15 or something. I saw, so it'll be interesting to see. And you know, yeah, for like Christian McCaffrey too, it's like we knew in the system he when he was traded to San Fran just how good he was going to be. I feel like Saquon had to do more with a team that wasn't expected. Like the Giants weren't expected to be as good as they were this year. Uh, but good, you know, good for both of those players. I mean, like we always say, you never want to see anyone get hurt. So it's good that they were able to, you know, come back. And that's what comeback player of the year is uh, for. Then just to get back to get their careers back on track pretty much yeah um yeah so that was comeback player of the year we're gonna move on now that one should be clear that one should be gino rookie of the year this one this one was uh and the way that they're doing it this year are there are no finalists for rookie of the year if i'm not mistaken it's strictly fan voting or are they kind of doing a mix i i haven't seen anything i know that fan voting is this one's really hard for offensive rookie of the year for defensive rookie of the year uh I think we're both in agreement that it's uh, Sauce Gardner <laughs> for the New York Jets. I mean, what else can you say about him? He's emerged as one of the top cornerbacks in the game. Um, fantastic pick for them. He really helps that defense because that Jets defense is really something scary. That's a young, that's a nice mix of young ascending players and veterans. Yeah, Jets are building something there, and I feel like they always have good cornerbacks and, you know, Gardner's sort of taken the reign for being that next great one. Uh, of course, you know, Darrell Rivas being their best player in franchise history. It's not an easy thing to replicate, but Sauce Gardner's, uh, you know, take uh, taking the uh, – he's taking the legacy of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other one is Tyreek Woolen, which a lot okay, of people Okay, that's a good one too. That's how he was a fifth-round pick and showing, hey, he should have been drafted earlier. So, yeah, that's another good one. Again, that's part of that young uh, defense they're building out in Seattle. Uh, but I, it's, Sauce, I, it's Sauce Gardner because he truly came in from day one and be, has been a number one. Yeah, people's arguments are that um, Tariq had six interceptions on the season, um, including a pick six. And I think Sauce Gardner only had one or two. Um, I mean, um, yeah, that's a, fa- that's that. a fair – argument had two interceptions on the season however when you watch them play um Tyreek got targeted a lot more um I had the ability to go to Jets games this regular season and you know I was interested in watching him play um seeing how just how good he was and man very few they're, they're, very rarely I should say um was there any separation from the receiver that he was going up against first game was the Bears um, which, I mean, the receivers for the Bears aren't yeah. great. Um, and then the Jaguars bouncing around the field, kind of going back and yeah. forth, guarding uh, their variety of weapons. Very rarely were there was there much sep- separation. And I can't think of a time where it was like, wow, that guy was wide open. Yeah. Um, he's just uh, – he has that it factor. New York loves him there. Um, I he's think, already – he's pretty much already a superstar, which is insane, yeah, entering yeah. year two. Um, it helps to have a nickname of Sauce. Sauce. Yeah. He's got the yeah. sauce. Yep. Um, it was a great pick. And, uh, you know, loaded uh, defensive draft so far. Like, if you're basing it off of one year, the 2022 draft has been very loaded on the defensive side of football. 
Yeah. Um, the favorites, um, the second favorite is Aiden Hutchinson for that. That's award. fair. He's, he's, he had a really strong year there in Detroit. I, you know, that defense was much maligned, but uh, again, they're also young and they're also building something there. And Aiden Hutchinson's a big part of that. Yeah. Um, but however, Sauce Gardner is the huge favorite yeah, at I, minus twelve. I, I think, I think it's pretty clearly his to lose. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to lose it. Um, we'll move on to the offensive rookie of the year, and this I'm going to stick. Yep, I'm going to stick with the Jets having both the yeah. offense and defense yeah. with Garrett Wilson from my Buckeyes. Um, phenomenal year, amazing route runner, showed mm-hmm. his ability to yep. run routes. Um, yep. How explosive he was in the open field. Um, mm-hmm. You miss a tackle on him, you got to look out because uh, he, he he's just an electric player. He had an electric year with not great quarterbacks yeah. is the other yep. thing. Bouncing around with um, Joe Flacco some games, yeah, the, Mike issues, White, the issues. Zach Mike White, Wilson, who yeah. Mike White loved him. Um, I was at Mike White's coming out party at, mm-hmm. uh, in the, against Chicago yeah. on that big game in the rain that he had. He loved Garrett Wilson in that game. Um, Garrett Wilson was his favorite target. But Zach Wilson, another – issue that the Jets had all season at quarterback um but Garrett Wilson and no matter who it was thrived um he was getting and that that, that speaks to his route running um that he didn't need a good yeah. quarterback yep he was so open you could just throw it to him um I see on the list there you have Walker um yeah because I know he was like another one so like for me it, this one was tough but the determining factor was the fact that Wilson was able to produce with just so much yep. changing at the quarterback position for the New York Jets. Uh, I thought he was the best wide receiver coming into the draft last year. I thought he was the best one of the class, and he showed it this year. Like you said, it's a phenomenal route runner. And he just has this, uh, when I was watching him, he just has this crazy like catch radius. Like It seems like if the ball's even near him, he's going to be able to adjust his body on the fly and make the catch. That's really something that not a whole lot of wide receivers have. And he's just – the way he moves just looks like a wide receiver one. Uh, if you just watch him, you you understand that. I, I, he definitely has the most wide receiver one potential, I think. And, you know, he's shown it right now uh, for the Jets. And it'll be awesome to see what he does when the Jets have that quarterback situation figured out. Uh, so – but then right behind him was Kenneth Walker. And he emerged in a big way again for the – uh, Seattle Seahawks, another part of the phenomenal draft they had. He was just able to take it over. And uh, another reason it was tough because I had both these players on my fantasy teams, uh, and they both helped me uh, later on down the season. Uh, and that's not to discredit uh, Kenneth Walker. I don't think he'll win this, but he was phenomenal in his debut season too. Yeah. But I just think it's Garrett Wilson just again because of what he was, you know, able to do. Yeah, I think another factor that kind of goes into it is uh Kenneth Walker didn't really emerge onto the scene until, until week later. Five yeah, or until six. later. Um, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be running back one this season. Uh he took advantage of the opportunity that was given to him. Uh but I think that kind of skewed his stats. He was able to get over a thousand yards, he rushed for a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um and fifty added on to that. Yeah. And um, he showed why he was so like Watching him, he's like, yeah, I remember he looks just as good as he did in Mich- at Michigan State. He looked just as explosive yes. and everything, um, as you probably know. Oh, yeah, I know. He <laughs> ran all over uh, Ohio State. But um, not on many carries either. He only had 228 yeah. carries. So Again, he he, had average, sp- he split it. Uh, he split his uh, touches a lot. Yeah, so. but still average 4.6 yeah. um, yards per carry. Great season for Kenneth Walker. Um, 
I'm a little upset. I mean, I I understand with what he was able to come in and do that Brock Purdy was announced as the third um, quote finalist for it, even though for whatever reason. So, like, are you upset that you don't think he necessarily should have been a finalist, or I I think if you were going to because what he played five games. Yes, I yeah, and I so. think in those five games absolutely phenomenal. You can make the case was he the best rookie in those five games? Probably. However, if you're going to give him credit for only playing five games, I think Brees Hall then also needs to be in the yeah, conversation. Yeah, no, yeah, that's um, what a lot of people are bringing. Brees up. Hall I was agree. what he played six, seven games was clearly, clearly the yeah, he favorite was the front, for yeah. uh, offensive rookie of the year. Just Not a saying shame, he should man. get hate, it, but I think he should be in over I, Brock Purdy. Stinks like injuries, any points stink, but once you're rookie year and you're yep. an ascending rookie, it just stinks and yeah. it's heartbreak. And it's, there's always that, you know, secondary fears like, oh, is he ever going to look as he did in those, that, you know, many five game stretch? You know, it's what ACL, Tyre? ACL. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Especially for running backs. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been through it twice. Yeah. Um, so never at that level of the yeah. NFL, only in high school, but it's, it's no fun for anyone. Um, luckily, he'll have the best care in the world uh, to bounce back, and I'm sure he'll be just fine moving forward. Uh, that's all we can hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I'm still I'm, – I'm I've been trying to look at this while we've been talking. The voting for Rookie of the Year, because there are finalists. Yeah. But you can still vote for anyone. Like, I, there's some fan voting that I don't know if it it's weird. sways it's, it. Or it's, it's very It's weird. the only award that fans are allowed to vote for right now, and the voting is currently open. Well, yeah, because um, AP gets to decide the – Everything other, else. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure AP decided the – finalist or maybe what i saw was well, just AP like the three of course favorites the, or ap of course did the protein the all proteins yeah um, yeah no it's it's very I don't, weird i don't, I don't know what's happening <laughs> the voting practices are just weird fan voting is open for a rookie so if you're really motivated about it yeah if you I, really it might want make some kind of impact yeah, go ahead you really and vote want for, kenneth walker go ahead go right ahead um and vote for whoever you believe should be um your rookie of the year so that's the only award that fan voting is open for um but moving on the coach of the year um this one we're gonna we're we're gonna take a moment to clown Sean right here. No, um, you no, can you're not you, gonna clown. Me. I'm gonna go with mine just because I, whatever you can disagree with me. I I like what Sean actually put of the finalists. The three finalists were um, it was Shanahan, Doug Peterson, Peterson and, Brian, and Dable. Brian Dable. Um, I like Shanahan out of that. I don't disagree with Peterson, who's what you put down on the finalists. Um, my case for Shanahan is look what he did on a third string quarterback um, going into the playoffs. Look what he did on a backup quarterback with Jimmy G and what he's done all these years. Um, basically had the best team in the NFL is what everyone was saying. Um, even going into the Eagles game, people were still saying the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Um, with a third string, third string rookie quarterback that was Mr. Irrelevant, um, just dominated, put together all those pieces perfectly, um, could not be stopped up until basically the Cowboys game and then the Eagles game, obviously. Um, just a great job. I think he he gets a lot of credit. I think he's claimed to be one of the yeah. best coaches no, in the NFL. he's a top five coach. However, I think with this, what he had to coach through um, at the most important position on the field, going through to your third-string quarterback, then your fourth in a playoff game, still kind of competing for a half, with that, um, I mean, I think Shanahan deserved it. I know playoffs don't count, which honestly might even help case even more because they struggled in the playoffs. Um, however, in the regular season, they absolutely dominated. You went with Doug Peterson. I don't dislike yeah, that. Yeah, so I think uh, – well, one, I think 
I think both of our answers are going to be end up being wrong. I think Brian Dable's going to win it because, you know, he took the Giants, led them to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Uh, I think he's going to win it. I, I, I just feel like the meet around him all year has been pretty positive. But I went with Doug Peterson uh, because he took a team that picked first overall back-to-back drafts and were still labeled to be uh, a bottom-tier team. Took him to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and competed with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs who are now in the Super Bowl. Uh, also, I am a big Doug Peterson guy, uh, but just look at what he's done. Uh, you know, last year was a mess with Urban Meyer and everything there. and really left the franchise, uh, you know, in a state of unknowingness. Uh, their prized uh, first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, looked lost at the NFL level. Doug Peterson comes in. Hire that was mixed reviews uh from what i remember uh but it came in right away um had a couple big wins a couple wins that definitely weren't scripted uh, definitely wins that they probably shouldn't have won like the dallas cowboys game where it ended on a pick six uh but i and of course in the playoff game where the chiefs blew a uh, excuse me a chargers blew ginormous lead but just uh, what he's been able to do for that franchise, he's got Trevor Lawrence back on track. He's got the offense humming. He's had he got out career years of Christian Kirk, their big wide receiver signing, Zay Jones, another wide receiver signing, and uh, Evan Ingram, tight end signing, and uh, was able to win that division too. And they were out of it the last like six weeks of the regular season. I thought it was going to be Tennessee, then Tennessee imploded. Because uh, of injuries and whatnot, you know, I like Doug Peterson uh, to win this award. I don't think he'll win it, but I definitely, I think what he did was just as, if not even more impressive, what Brian Dable did. Uh, and Brian Dable, I feel like, has been getting more of the uh, credit from like the media. I just every time I see it, it's just like Brian Dable this and Brian Dable that. I think Doug Peterson pretty much did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. You want to put? You want to say what you have in Prince? Yeah, but I truly think that Nick Sirianni got shafted in this, plain and simple. Uh, went five and zero against all of these finalists. Led the Eagles to a fourteen three record. Led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Uh, what he was able to do with his players this year, uh, Nick Sirianni, I think, should have been at he least went, a finalist. He went three and zero. Playoffs don't count. He beat playoffs the, don't count in the voting. Playoffs don't Regardless, count. Regardless, he beat him five times. He beat him. He beat. He beat Brian Dable. Never beat Shanahan in the regular season. Um, beat beat Shanahan to go to the Super Bowl on a fourth string quarterback. Is all, that's all I'm saying? Is that he was on his fourth string quarterback? Okay, okay. You're gonna credit. You said <clears throat> what he's able to do with his quarterback situation. Trey Lance gone for the season, and you said backup Jimmy G. Jimmy G's been a starter in this system for about three years now, and then Brock Purdy came in, and that's incredible. So you're saying Jimmy G's a good what, quarterback. Led them to the Super Bowl. Led oh, them to a conference. You're saying Jimmy G's led a good them to the Super Bowl. Right led them to the conference championship game. Was leading them. They won twelve Next games. Thing you're of, tell me, they Stetson led. They Bennett's led. They led. Okay, that's disrespectful to Jimmy G. Uh, and you said he had the best team in the NFL. Nick Sirianni once again beat him. Your argument to me outside of this was, look at the team he had. My argument to you for Shanahan, look at the team look he at had. The quarterback look, he had. Look what happened in the playoffs. The quarterback does the quarterback not run the entire offense? The quarterback makes everything happen in the offense. No. Yeah, but look what yeah, they had to no. do. Look what he did. Yes Just or no? Yes or no? Time. Does the quarterback make everything yes, happen? Yes, he does. 
He does. Hand it off the whole time. And why did Brock Purdy average like 300 yards no, a game? No, 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 no. In the championship, he had to hand it off the entire time. Because he couldn't throw. Yeah, fine. Cause they, yeah, because they're on their four-string quarterback. I'm saying, based off of what the, the hand that Shanahan was dealt was a lot harder than the hand that Sirianni but was dealt. But you just said, he, they, regardless of the hand he was dealt, they were still saying he was the best team in football. You just said that. Because regardless he turned of the them hand. around. They... <laughs> He turned them around. They started off two and two. They were actually one and two. About to go one and three when they flipped that game against the Rams. Yeah. And look how the Rams played this year. I'm just saying. You I'm just saying, but I'm just saying. Yes, he, what he did was awesome. But he, you made it. Your argument outside of this was, look at the team Nick Sirianni had, and you didn't really replicate give, that for Kyle Shanahan. You give Nick Sirianni. You give Nick Sirianni Brock Purdy for the final five six games of the year. They go two and three, one and four. You give Kyle Shanahan and Jalen. What what's the argument there? That this is that that's what they have, regardless. It doesn't matter. I'm saying Shanahan was able to do just as much with less. Well, you just said they were the best team going into the playoffs. I said they were claimed to be the best team going into the playoffs with their third string quarterback. He was given less and he made them What do you mean he was given less? Are you discrediting the fact that they had Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel, Brandon, No, I'm Ayuk, saying that the Kyle most important Yuzinski position on football. Fantastic defense. I'm saying that the most p- important position in football was a third string, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback that was never supposed to play a snap in the NFL that won five, five, six? Five, five straight. Five straight. Five straight. Um, and the offense also, you're saying carried by a good defense. The offense also averaged like 30-some points per game in that span. Yeah, so it seems like the third string quarterback is pretty good. It's now. almost like the quarterback or the coach, offensive minded coach, set up plays and made him good. Was that defense? Was that offense scheme completely different from Brock Purdy? Yes. From Did you watch the Forty Nine Garoppolo? Yes, absolutely. Yes, they actually they still won five in a row with Jimmy G, and then they won f- another five with. Brock, and then they won two more, and which the speaks playoffs. to which speaks to Shanahan. That, 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 mm. You're just boosting Shanahan. No, I'm just things. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just you're saying. taking all the credit away from the coaching. No, I'm not. I'm Christian not McCaffrey saying. But I'm George saying. Kittle. I'm saying. Are they not a huge reason of why they were successful this year? Are are is Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and that defense? Yes, not they are. Ex- that uh, yeah. But, so that takes away. You're saying that was the best team in the NFL. Is what. You're taking that away from... No, what I'm saying is your argument against Nick Sirianni is the fact that he had a loaded team. And how are you... And I, I've seen you, that argument you everywhere. A bunch, you could how throw, are you going to take that away from what he was still able to do to switch, lead them to I'm a saying, 14 and 3 record? I'm saying the if, best you to, in the NFL. if you were to he, switch the coaches, it, it was the, the coaches. best. It was the best. Uh, they had the most wins of, in their franchise's history there. Had a top offense. This is... I, I just... It's crazy. I... I understand what you're saying. Um, Sirianni had an amazing year, uh, but I don't. But I don't see why that could be used against them. And that's what you. The were award saying to me. for best coach of the year doesn't go to the team with the best record. It doesn't go to the team that won the most. Like that's not. Then Brian Dable and Doug Peterson wouldn't be on there. I'm saying it goes to the team, to the coach that was able to do. If you see the theme of it, the coach is able to do the most with what they were given. Like, do the most with as little – being dealt as little as possible. Doug Peterson had to absolutely yeah, turn that dumpster, yeah. dumpster yeah. fire around. Yeah. Given very little, succeeded, made the playoffs. Brian Dable, no hope whatsoever. That offense with those wide receivers, very little. 
turned it around, made the playoffs. Shanahan had to go through four different quarterbacks. Was practically going into the playoffs was the hottest team in the playoffs. Um, like it just it. I'm saying if you were to switch the coaches, switch switch Sirianni and switch Shanahan, the 49ers do not do nearly as well. And I think, I think the Eagles do just as good, if not better. I think you're under underrating the importance of Nick Sirianni. No, he, he had opinion. a great year. No, and he, I think you're underestimating the effect he would have on either team. I, that's that's just me. That's I'm not saying me. that the 49ers would have like sucked and I know, but playoffs. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I, I think, think you are underestimating. I think Brock Purdy would have come in and lost the game or two. I think Jimmy. I, I just think I just think you're underestimating Nick Sirianni. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And I, I understand. Think, I don't think you're giving enough credit to what Shanahan did, just because I'm 100 giving it credit to Shanahan. He clearly deserves the third spot. Mm, I, I say then you're not giving Shanahan enough credit. Well, Sirianni deserves a spot there. I don't know which one I would kick out though, but it's Sirianni. You can't kick out any three of those. Those are the three clear favorites, and I would not mm. be shocked if Shanahan even wins the award. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who's the best coach in the NFL? Who's the best coach in if the NFL? To, if you were to add, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure going, did they not pull, like, a coach's pool and who they thought the best? Well, are we talking about, clearly it's, well, is it clearly that it's Bill Belichick still? I mean. I wouldn't say so after. Andy Reid, maybe. Mike Tomlin's up there. Sean McVay, even though they had a terrible year. Pete Carroll, still there. Look what he did. No, people are saying that Pete Carroll deserved one, and I don't uh, disagree. I'd say Pete Carroll and Nick Sirianni. They had a right bad there. year, but I think Mike Vrabel's still a top coach. Eh, I've never they been had a big on year. Mike Vrabel. Uh, um, trying to think of other teams. I would say Shanahan would be a top two coach in the NFL. Who would be your one? Going into well, this, who would be your top two? Going, Shanahan and him. going into the season, it probably would have been McVeigh, but I think now if they were to vote, it'd probably be Shanahan and um. Why can't I think of his name? Reed? Yes, yeah, Andy Reid. I think would be the two that get the. I'm trying to think get of the all two. the other coaches. Where did what, year off? Where's Sean Payton going to the mix now? You think? I'm just thinking of all the coaches now. Yeah, I think we said the. Pretty big ones. There might there's probably one that I'm missing. I think McVeigh would probably be three. Sirianni probably worked his way up to four. Belichick five. Maybe Belichick at four. Sirianni. I I, th- I don't think you could take Belichick out of the top five. Yeah. I because I, I um, he's I mean, like they've I, had they've struggled, but without in the post Tom Brady era, but it's still Bill Belichick. I just don't think anyone else in the league would have been able to except maybe Andy Reid in that offensive mind. Okay. I, been able, I see your point. Been able to do what the 49ers did other than Kyle Shanahan. I see your point. That's what I'm saying. I, don't, I see your point, and I, and I respect your point. I don't necessarily agree with it. He, he's a final. Like, he has to be a finalist. I don't know which other ones. I'm, Sirian had an amazing year. Like, I, I, I just no, I've never I, been. I, I, yeah. It's like giving it's like giving the MVP to the quarterback on the best team. Well, that's pretty much Which what's going to happen. Is, it's going to happen. But I mean, you can't take it away yeah. from Patrick Mahomes this year. Yeah. He, the other, we'll, other we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to MVP. There. But I think those have to be the three finalists. I'm just a big Shannon guy. I would not be upset if Brian, if Dable or Peterson. This is the one that I've been looking at odds as we've been talking at multiple websites. Those three are scattered all over the place. Every website is has it different. Oh, I, f- I feel like I've only are, really seen, but. 
but you know you're probably right. They're they're, they're all be, over. Yeah. They're, the, it the one, uh, put it this way, I would I'm expecting Dable, but that's not necessarily like my lock to like. Peterson win, you know has I mean? been third on most websites. That's how I kind of figure. I just think, I just think they should keep that like same energy with Peterson that they keep with Dable. You know, because again, I thought they did like pretty much similar things. Yeah. Uh, um, to their respective franchise. But all right, we'll move on to players of the year. I'm going to go. We'll we'll keep going back up. Offensive player of the year. This one seems this to have one not as much importance be, because the MVP always goes. This one will player. be who you picked, but I think uh, my pick is like he should be in consideration. No, he should be. I, I think he's a finalist for it. Is he not? He's a finalist. Yeah, for he's MVP. a finalist. Yeah. I, I, it's, let me, go ahead. Let say me your look. pick. Say your pick. I think it, uh, I picked Jalen Hurts. Over. Uh, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> what he was able to do this year, uh, questions coming into this year, didn't know he was going to be the franchise quarterback, didn't know. You know, he had a up and down first year starting, was able to get them to the playoffs and everything, but didn't necessarily light the world on fire. And this year he's able to come out and look like a completely different quarterback. 3,701 passing yards, 22 patch, uh, passing touchdowns, 760 rushing yards, and 13 rushing touchdowns also broke the single game record for most rushing yards by a quarterback uh only hit through six picks to most single, single season or single single game? single game that's what i meant single game record he broke mike fix one and against the pack is a game against the pack how many did he have uh let me look did justin fields not just break that with like 170 something it might have been franchise record. It was fran- yeah, it was fran- was it was say, franchise record. That, Justin, that, I, yeah. yeah, I read that wrong. It was Justin franchise. F- I was record. gonna say Justin Fields just dropped like yeah. No, it was it was it was it was a franchise record. Excuse me. So yeah, I, that was my pick. And uh, this uh, offense was completely different when he played, and like you saw the drop off from when he was playing to when Gardner Minshew was playing. Even though Minshew played admirably against the Cowboys, uh, did not play Adam Rooley against the Saints that was just my thought taker going uh if he didn't get hurt I think uh it'd be more tough to choose between him and Mahomes for the MVP I know he's MVP finalist but regardless I probably still would have went Mahomes just because we're able to do but that was my pick I don't think I don't think he's gonna win offensive play of the year but I think uh the pick you're gonna have is gonna win and for good freaking reason yeah um I picked Justin Jefferson and my reason that I'm going with Justin Jefferson is an MVP finalist too um the MVP is a quarterback award unless you do something I mean we saw Cooper Cup triple crown break NFL records last year still not get the MVP um like it's, I don't know, I don't know what else a skill hard. a skill position has to do to get the MVP. They set well, all these skill possession like, records and still not getting it. Think of how many defensive player of the year uh, players could have won MVP that which, year. I, which years. I'm saying but they're never going to win that. It's just yeah, it's it's going to be a quarterback and then every decade a running back will win it. Which is why I think the offensive player of the year has to be a skill position because if we're just going to hand the quarterback, that's, the that, offensive that's player a, of the year. That's, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. I mean, because technically, if we're going to be fair about it, if the MVP is an offensive player, shouldn't they also then be the offensive player of the year? But yeah, like, I, I, I no. I, but if we're going to take every, if we're going to take that yeah. out of consideration, yep. then I think Justin uh, Jefferson absolutely yeah. needs to be the offensive player He's of the year. He's clear cut number one wide receiver. 128 receptions yep. for 1,800 yards, only eight touchdowns, which is his only. That, weak he spot. he broke the but, Vikings franchise record. He broke Randy's. Yeah, he I was believe. close to the yeah. NFL record, so. Yeah. It, 
he almost broke Cooper Cup's record yeah. last year. He might have broke the receptions record. I don't remember. He I, was not he, was, he not even close for Randy Moss's touchdowns in a record though. Yeah, no, he only had eight. Um, yeah. It was tied for eleventh in the NFL yeah. this season. But, but he was. You just couldn't guard him. And you my, couldn't guard Justin. He Jefferson. was my second uh, pick in my fantasy uh, dynasty pick or auto, second overall? Uh, like uh, auction pick okay. uh, dynasty. He was my second one. I. Did not want. I paid heavily for him, but uh, helped carry me to the championship. So, yeah, no, he's he's. What else do you? What else can you say about him? He is the best wide receiver in football, in my opinion. Uh, I'm ex. I'm very interested to see what his contract's gonna be. Yeah, because no, I know they started uh, opening negotiations for it. Because uh, one, Minnesota, you don't you don't want to lose him. Uh, to money will keep you know players happy. So I'm interested to see what he gets, um, and when he gets it because they don't have to pay him this year. They still have yeah. He still has this year, and then he still has his fifth year option because he was a first round pick. But you know they're gonna lock him up as soon as they can. Um, the other one that I, you know, my, if I had to go with the homer pick here would be Tyre Kill. I yep. think he deserves a shout out. Um, Just a what lot he was people, able to do for that offense, um, which I think this. This credits both him and Patrick Mahomes. When they split, everyone said, oh, Tyreek Hill, you're going with Tua. Yep. That's not going to work. Oh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, you're losing. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yep. That's not going to work. Both of them exceeded. Proved each other uh, Tyreek Hill probably had his best season of all time. Without Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes did just fine without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think both of them deserve credit for that, um, for losing, actually taking steps backwards yeah. with their help and still producing as much as they do, proving that it was them and not they didn't yep. rely on each other they used each other yep. i think that's a big thing they did yep. not rely on each other they used each other they're well they're both elite talents and um unfortunately i mean justin Jefferson just he absolutely deserves it but tyro kills season uh no i i i has I, to be I, mentioned. I respect your point on that one i i agree with the you. other those two are obviously finalists and then the others are the two favorites for mvp right now jalen hurts and patrick mahomes uh, but they are not expected to win it because they're up for the MVP. Um, the only time there. I could remember, and I'm probably forgetting one, but the only time I could remember when an MVP and an offensive player, like they won it back-to-back, was Peyton Manning's year in 2013 because he, he broke uh, most yards in a season, most uh, touchdowns in a season. I know he won it both that year. I'm probably forgetting a couple. I, maybe Mahomes won offensive player of the year when he won MVP. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's the MVP awards trending to just being best quarterback, best team. You should take him out of the running for offensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, moving on to defensive player of the year, the finalists here, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Mike Parsons. We talked about it a little bit last episode. Um, we both had the same pick here in yeah. Nick Bosa. Yeah, so this one's also just kind of funny because, like, he's lucky that uh, um, uh, it's not a – playoff voting into it too because he did get slapped by the eagles offense i mean he also got hurt yeah but uh yeah no it's about he had a phenomenal year uh did he get is this his third or fourth year in the league i think think it's fourth fourth. because he missed a year did he get hurt last year it might have been two years okay because i was gonna say because i do remember him getting hurt chase young got hurt last year Okay, so yeah, okay, so Bosa got hurt. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, no, what else to say? He's, you knew it coming out of college, he was going to be a beast. Uh, would you say he's better than Joey? Yes. Yeah. Um, was he better than Joey in college? 
Do you um, think? It, it was clear as day. I mean, it depends on what you're going for. Talent-wise, absolutely. Production, no, because he only played – he played fewer games and he had that – that abdominal injury, okay, and then yeah. he kind of sat out the rest I, of the I, year. I just, I'm just curious to know, like you, of course. I'd say Ohio State, State. I'd say Ohio State fans are more proud of Joey. Okay. Um, he like, rep, I think he represents, like, you know, um, we. I can't speak for everyone, but I'd say the general consensus is they like Joey's career at Ohio State a lot more for what he did, want us to na- help win us a national championship. Yeah. Um, that sack on Christian Hackenberg yep, against Penn yeah, State, yeah. iconic. Um, why would you ever block Joey one on one with a running back, give him a full head of steam? <laughs> Beyond me, but hey, that's Penn State for you. Um, but no, I, I mean it's clearly Nick Bosa. He was the most unblockable player, and that's saying something uh, with the two names that he's next to, and Chris Jones and Mike Parsons. Um, what I I don't think I think Chris Jones will come in third, even though with how great and he Michael was. Parsons will be. Tall. Michael Parsons is the most dynamic defensive player. Yeah, in you the could NFL. play him anywhere. You could um, play him outside. You could play him as a linebacker. You could even they've tried at, to rush him inside a yeah, couple. You times. could throw him at safety if you yeah, wanted to. I feel like he's the most dynamic uh, uh, player. It's uh, hate that he's with Dallas, but he is a really good player to watch. He is going to win multiple defensive player of the years in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, he, w- he was a finalist last year as a rookie, I believe. Yes, he was. Uh, he was obviously the defensive rookie of the year last year. But, I mean, Nick Bosa just had an amazing season. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about best player on the best defense, uh, the 49ers defense is one of them up there. You can make the argument that the Eagles defense just as good. Statistically, they're better. Uh, but Nick Bosa clearly going to win that one. I believe yeah, Mike Parsons yeah. will come in second and Chris I, Jones. I, but I, I, I would uh, agree with the rankings there. We now move on to the most important award, and that is the NFL MVP. Your five finalists for this award uh, in alphabetical order. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. Four quarterbacks on the four best teams, uh, excluding the San Francisco 49ers, obviously. Uh, and Justin Jefferson, best skill position in the NFL. We both have the same pick here. We think it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think it's close. I didn't think you you mentioned it earlier. You don't th- you think it was Patrick Mahomes either way before Jalen Hurts got I hurt? I thought if uh, Jalen didn't get hurt, there would be a conversation between the um, voters. I I don't. I think up until I don't have the week numbers here. I just have the dates. Uh, the Titans game, December fourth. He was home for it. Through Jalen Hurts, as it is, threw for three hundred eighty yards, three touchdowns, a one thirty QBR amazing game um and then he goes uh two weeks later at the bears yeah, the game that he got hurt is where he really got um, yeah but even before that i mean he threw for 315 yards but then he had the zero touchdowns two picks didn't look like himself only threw six completed 60 percent of his passes which is not uh i mean he averaged 67 percent on the season but then he comes back regular season against the giants in a game that they have to win for the division only yeah, it was 15. just a vanilla game. Yeah, Only, gonna... I mean, against a team that really wasn't playing their starters, I get he wasn't trying that hard either, but I don't think the Eagles would have liked hurt. it to be as close as that one. Um, well, that was, but I'm that, just saying, that, that was close in the end because Kenny Galladay <laughs> scored his first touchdown. Uh, like, garbage time there. That yeah, was a crazy touchdown, yeah. but. Um, he In that one, I'm just, I, I get he was hurt, but, I mean, statistically, when you're looking at yeah. how things happen, yep. even in that one, he threw, completed 57% of his passes. Uh, 229 yards, zero touchdowns, and a pick. Um, not great. Uh, he got healthy for the playoffs, and now you're seeing him thrive again. But up until that, I think he was actually the favorite. Um, and then Patrick. I Mahomes. think he was the favorite after the uh that Titans game. I think that's when like the narrative was. You know, I think he was a betting 
odds favorite then. And then, yeah, when he got hurt and it was a port was saying, uh, Jalen Hurts is probably going to miss the Cowboys game. That's yeah. when it switched. Because, um, you know, part of the MVP is availability. It, it is. Uh, it is. The best, I say this every year, um, especially the NBA, you see it the most. The best ability is availability. And if you're not able to be on the court, you could be a great player, but you're not able to help your team. Uh, so the best ability is availability. I will say that many times on this podcast. Uh, the week that Jalen Hurts got hurt uh, was the Bears game, December eighteenth. That week, Patrick Mahomes played the Texans, where he threw for three hundred thirty-six yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, completed eighty-eight percent of his passes. I came really close. saw it no. was cl- uh, yeah. I was close at one point. Yeah. Uh, then they pulled ahead. Yeah. Um, then the following week, he goes out again, two touchdowns, zero picks. The following week, with uh, Hurts still out, he throws for three thirty three touchdowns, one pick. So you really saw him pull ahead with Jalen yeah. Hurts. Uh, that was the time to shine. At that point, like, Mahomes. it was just like at that uh, – his thoughts is like as soon as he got hurt, it's like, okay, just uh, <laughs> except he's not going to win it. it. It sort of felt like how it did with uh, Carson back in 2017. Uh, and But, you know, Jalen was actually able to come back, obviously – Carson, I don't know. I thought he was going to – I still thought he was going to hold on and win that award in 2017. He was just so good that year. And, it. And I mean, he was leading the league in touchdown passes. And it took Russell Wilson, like, up to the last week to uh, pass him with, like, 34. He finished it. Carson was 33 that year, I believe. And then Brady obviously went on to win that one, his last MVP. But uh, now this one was different because I knew, like, just any argument to be had was going to be – out the window because again you like you want to see these players play to see how they you know are they deserving of that everything Jalen couldn't play yeah but I do think like it it would have been different like if he had come out and played on primetime Christmas Eve against your biggest rival and you played well who knows I could have swung some things but you know he obviously he didn't and you know it's fine um I again it's not discrediting Patrick Mahomes at all. Yeah. He clearly deserves. It's cool that he's finally going to be able to win his second one because he's been so good consistently, and just other players uh, those years. Just you know, Lamar, Rogers, the past two years. Uh, Patrick Mahomes throws for his most yards ever with fifty two hundred fifty yeah. yards, uh, forty one touchdowns, twelve picks, one less than last year, yeah. uh, with a QBR of one hundred five. I still can't believe, and I'm just looking at a season here. That 2018 season that he had was, um, remember, there's one less game, so it's uh, yards yeah. per game was yes. actually a little yeah. bit better yeah. that season. It was five thousand, just over five thousand yep. yards, and fifty, fifty touchdowns, and twelve picks yeah. with a QBR of one thirteen. That's also that, that was also the year of that epic Monday night game between yes, the Chiefs the, and yes. uh, Rams. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. Patrick Mahomes wins the TNT MVP of the season. They're all our awards. We're going to move on to one last segment here uh, to end it off, and that's the NBA All-Star teams being announced. Uh, Sean, what are your takeaways for these uh, reserves and starters because we haven't talked about them either? Uh, well, obviously I'm not happy that <laughs> Joel Embiid's reserved to a uh, – That one I, that so, one I will give you because we have one but, coming up um, that we're going to disagree with. I will agree. But I mean – Joel Embiid needs to start. It does stink, but I mean really when you look back on it, like it's just gonna say all star. It's not gonna say all star starter. You know, like when you know when they look at someone's career, they just see all star. Plus, the starters are completely determined by the fans. So yeah. So it <clears throat> excuse me. It just stings. Um, 
and yeah, no, I was surprised that uh, I thought James Harden was going to be it, uh, averaging 21-6 and 11, leading the league in assists and is shooting his best uh, clip from three um, at 39.4, I believe. Uh, he's on the top seed in the e- on one of the top seeds in the East. Uh, I just thought he deserved it. It's not the biggest snub, but uh, I don't know. I would have put him over DeRozan. I would have put him over Holiday. Okay, uh, yes. Holiday needed. Holiday was a big, so big of a shock that when TNT and that uh, Ernie Johnson's crew were announcing yeah. the awards, so they didn't even have highlights produced I, for Drew yeah. Holiday because yeah. they were not expecting yeah. Drew Holiday. They had the other one that are like I saw uh, just some like. NBA fans upset about that I didn't understand was Tyrese Halliburton. He clearly, yo, yo, he, yo, he clearly it. deserves. He it. Just, he doesn't get the he doesn't um, get the talk about. Um, but you know, there's other ones. I mean, as I was gonna say, Trey Young. I thought was gonna make it. Trey Young. I uh, think Pascal is the one that Siakam. Was, like for like the thing with Pascal Siakam is like, yes, if Demar if Demar Derozan made it, they're on a struggling Bulls team. Why not give it to Pascal Siakam? He's having a better season on a struggling Toronto There's, Raptors team. That was just my weird thing with it. It goes by position. So they, they yeah, that's fit true. the top they, positions. That, I hate that they keep trying to shoehorn that in with uh, your positions and whatnot. Like for all for all NBA teams, just pick the five best players. Just pick the – you don't – it's a stupid rule that they have. Just pick the five best players to make an all-star team, uh, to make a all-NBA team. Pick the f- – how many – 30 total players make it to the all-star like th- is there no, 30 12 teams so 24 players make 24 it. pick the 24 best no players. you absolutely can't just pick the 24 best why players. not why can you not what other sport does it that way it's but nba is different What's than other nba is different than other you How? can't you can't value you're the, the you're, best offensive guard compared to the best running back and pick them for the pro no, Bowl. I'm not, so why can't you do that hockey for does it hockey separates and that's six guys out there compared to five it's different it can, it's, it's different not. it goes it's by conference different. it's different it goes by conference yeah, you have pick to the keep best your players in the conference you want to you don't have to it's play position as basketball no one's gonna care it's the all-star game that you have two why? guards two forwards and a center so no one cares just play pick the best players if there's eight guards in front of you and you're the second best big in your conference. You don't deserve the all-star game because you're the second best because there's eight guards that are considered to be better than you. So the eighth best guard in the conference should be picked over the second best at their position. If they're playing better than you are, yeah, go ahead. No, they're not. They're, you're the eighth know. best. I don't, you're the eighth best guard just, it's, in it's, your conference. The, it doesn't matter for the all-star game. And it's just, it, I think it it's a does because rule. It does because maybe not when you're watching the game, but your legacy, your Hall of Fame, like your chances of getting in the Hall of Fame – how people view you, your all-star selections matters. Like that matters. Yes, being snub, yeah, being it, snub, being no, it, it does. It does matter. So why? So why do you have a? Why, why do you have you, such a set cap for lower? Because why should it? you? Why should you be categorized as an all-star if you're the eighth best position at your eighth? If you're the eighth best player in your position in your conference over someone that could be like the second or third best position, they don't deserve that. That shouldn't be. That they shouldn't get something for that to hold on to when you're trying to make your hall of fame case at the end of your career hey multiple seasons i was the second or third best player in my conference that season that should that means more than hey i was the eighth best player in my well if you're only gonna have if you're only gonna have a set amount of players and you can make the argument for any toss-ups 
how are you going to argue that they aren't all deserving? Like, how are you going to uh, how? You're not. Look you're at all gonna, have, Are you arguing? Are you arguing? Is Drew Holiday better than Trey Young? No, Trey Young absolutely deserves to be in. This is the issue. This is the issue with fan voting because fan voting still holds. Yes, they pick the starters. Does Van? Does Van? It still holds. Does fan voting account for reserves? Twenty five percent. I didn't know that. Then yeah, that's an issue. Twenty five percent. Then that then that's a bigger issue. Twenty five percent is like the media. Fifty okay, percent is bigger, players and coaches. That's that. That's a bigger issue then. Yes. So I because uh, didn't like uh, they did break didn't like Chet Holgram get a couple votes and he hasn't ever yeah, played. Yeah, there was the year that they had to originally it used to just be like fans had like fifty percent or whatever, and then that was the year that's that a bit too much that Zaza Pachulis was like oh that's right third that's right because I remember because I remember like the fan vote I think like um for MLB I think the year either the Royals went. To the first time in the World Series and lost, or the year they went to the World Series and won, they like completely dominated with All Star selections that year. No, so yeah, no fan voting is definitely like something that they need to figure out. James Harden was the third one out, according to most websites. With guard wise, guard wise, Siakam was clearly the most snubbed forward. Um, James Harden, you mentioned his stats. He was behind Trey Young. Who is averaging um, on the season twenty seven three and ten, um, which obviously deserves. I, I like those numbers over James Harden's playing forty six games too, um, to James Harden's. I also think thirty four. Uh, so twelve more games there for trade. I also think Jalen Brunson was a bit of a snub. I yeah, think but he, I mean, could have argued he you would can make, those, make it over. You can Arthur, make those yeah. cases for a lot of people you got to draw a line somewhere he wasn't going to make it you yeah. you mentioned I'm JJ Reddick Jaron Jackson made it with the amount of injuries he's had this year like the amount of time he's missed I'm surprised yeah that was a big one um his defense is probably the reason why on that one uh, he's the are you favorite. upset Jimmy didn't make it um so that was the other one he's behind Trey Young and then it goes James Harden I understand it Jimmy hasn't had his best season and he has he's only played 38 games which is a little not much for him yeah um Shoot, I mean, he's shooting 52%, which is a big number for him. He's averaging 22, 6, and 5. His 2.1 steals is the reason that, you know, that all-round kind of play is the reason that he's um, second missed out, I believe. And plus, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Where, I mean, it hurts James Harden a little bit that yeah. he has not beat to go to when it, Jimmy, like, he's the yeah, best player. Yeah, but still, James, <laughs> updated, no, I, M- updated NBA doc, uh, MVP voting, Harden 7. I, I'm not saying Harden – that double double number is impressive. Um, I don't think it's all star worthy with twelve. I don't think. I mean, he expanded. You mentioned JJ Reddick's quote. We'll read it. JJ Reddick quoted, uh, tweeted out saying there should be more than twelve all stars per conference. Also, let's do away with conferences. We talked about that. I don't agree with that. It's whatever. Put the best thirty players in. No alternates. Um, I don't agree with just putting the thirty best players in. I think you have to be held. You know, the best players at your position. That's what it's about. I'm one of the best players at my position because if you're going strictly off of numbers, yes, guards are going to have better numbers. Who has the ball majority of the game? The guards. The guards are going to be able to do more with numbers than forwards and centers. It's just it, – it, it's how it is. That To me, that is why you can't do away with positions and conferences. I think you, you have to – now that we're drafting them, whatever, but I still think you should be broken them breaking them up into conferences uh just because i mean it's all about being the best at where you play um i don't agree with him saying take away the conferences necessarily no. just because that's always that's a fun part about it it's 
Western versus East. I think West versus East. The Sorry. issue the issue with making it fifteen more than twelve is the game. Not everyone would play. I don't think you know all of that kind of going with what you were saying about uh, the best players more exciting to watch. I think, however, it should be fifteen because rosters are fifteen. So if you're going to create yeah. two two all star rosters, yeah. let's make them fifteen. If players don't want to play in them, that's fine. Um, your alternates shouldn't be considered alternates. They should be considered actual all-stars. It's going yeah. to take someone to not play to be considered an all-star. Let's make the three alternates that you have actual all-stars um, and give them that award. Let's make two actual rosters of all-stars is what I think that should happen. Then you get your – you probably get rightfully so. James Harden would replace Drew Holiday. Then you'd get your Trey and Jimmy still in there. Your, and then the third one would probably be your Siakam come yeah. uh, on the Eastern side. The Western Conference really wasn't that bad of one. People are upset about Jaron Jackson Jr., but he's the favorite for defensive player of the year right now. I think you got to put him in there. True. I'm, I guess I'm also surprised De'Aaron Fox didn't make it. But I mean, yeah, no, they're going to choose. Enough. They were uh, they were always going to choose either Sabonis or Fox from the Kings. Yeah, and they're only ever going to choose one. And that's one that, again. He expands it to 13. You get the the yeah. players in there like that. I still think Jalen Brunson. And for just Brunson, it's a cut. yeah. That's but, like a toss up of who you would have wanted from the Knicks on it. But I mean, that's not to discredit Randall. He's had a good year. Yeah. Um. And it's, again, it's two different positions there. They'd have to compete with other players. Um. And I just don't. I think the guards in the East are just better right now. Um. I think the East in a whole is better now. Oh. Um, no. It, the West is breaking, a lot tighter. Breaking news: According to Shams, Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. Oh boy. Irving has informed Nets he would prefer a move ahead of the February 9th deadline. This All right, Miami. All right, Miami. Uh, this is – think the Nets so would take So they literally Lowry? have six days to form this one. I don't think they trade them. I don't I'm, think I'm they I'm just trade. trying to think of teams where – I mean, Miami's looking Miami, to dish Lowry. Yeah. They're looking to well, dish Lowry. Now, I, don't, I don't think the Nets would want him, but if – It's not going to happen, but the Lakers are going to be sniffing around because they're going to try to be attached to any star player they can to make the team better. But they just got rid of picks. That's they true. They just got rid of some picks. That's true. Hachimura, and you can't trade. You just trade Hachimura. You can't trade yeah, him again. Can't trade him again. I don't know. I mean, well, it, well it'll, it, it'll, be it'll be interesting. But well, think, we got breaking news segment. I know pod, we do have a breaking yeah. news segment. So do 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 do. Yeah, that just came out from who? Uh, Woj? Shams. Shams. Yeah, it's Shams reported. Woj tweeted. And now, it. yeah, Woj just. Yeah, I, I got saw the, the Woj I got the tweet. tweet. Yeah, it's just gonna um, now. So there we go. An exciting end to this. Yeah, no, the deadline's always a fun. It's always fun, even though I don't expect the Sixers to do a whole lot, especially after the blockbuster trade last year. Uh, it's still just fun, just to be like, just get excited. Like, Ooh, we're attached to this player. What's going to happen? It's just, know, it's just always fun. And for, for like as a Heat fan, you you're know always going to be, gonna, yeah. yeah. Which I'm, with Daryl, with the Sixers for Daryl Morey, I'm even though they're saying they're probably not going to do a whole lot. I'm just anytime there's going to be an inkling of a connection to the Sixers, I'm going to be excited. Um, We'll talk about it on another episode, but Pat Riley is starting to lose trust feed fans. Um, it's starting. It's starting. It's starting. He's been running it back too many times. Yeah. They're not happy with it. But uh, from, again, here in the U92 podcast studio, this has been a great episode. Yeah, this, this one fun. was a this really was good fun. one. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe to wherever it is. Thanks for listening. This has been the TNT podcast. Thanks for listening. Take it slow